Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to In Real Life with Evan Halperin. I just happen to be Evan Halperin. This is the fifth installment of In Real Life with Evan Halperin. We got some things to talk about today. First of all, we're going to start with some sports here. The Yankees, my favorite team, the best team in all of baseball. And that's backed up by their amazing record. However, they are just that. They are a team. They are not a singular athlete. And a singular athlete, for that matter, who is the best athlete in all of sports, most dominant athlete in all of sports, that is Joey Chestnut. Uh, I threw you for a loop there, didn't I? Yes, I did. Joey Chestnut won his either 11th or 12th Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest by a sizable margin, by almost 20 hot dogs. Not only did he win, there was a protester who decided it would be a good idea to jump up on stage in front of Joey Chestnut. And Joey Chestnut said, No, sir, you are not going to steal my thunder. Joey Chestnut walked up behind him, threw him in a sleeper hold, threw him to the side, and continued to disgustingly shove hot dogs down his mouth, down into his stomach. Don't know how that man is not over 200 pounds. Don't know how any of those men are not over 200 pounds. That actually baffles me. It is, in fact, quite incredible. Now on to some current events, as the sports world was going good. Elon Musk decided he was not going to buy Twitter for their $44 billion valuation. He decided that, in fact, he was backing out. He confirmed it on Twitter, funnily enough. Not just on Twitter, he confirmed it other places, but he did confirm it on Twitter. And I talked to some people. I honestly don't believe that he had any intention in buying Twitter in the first place. He wanted Twitter to tip their hand to show the censorship that was going on behind the scenes, show their donations, show um, the spam accounts, which were so much higher and so much more frivolous than anybody believed. That's my opinion. But what I talked to some people about it, uh, what another opinion was, was that he wanted... Twitter to drop the valuation, and that that is happening because also the market is crashing. Thank you, Joe Biden. And the person I talked to believes that Elon Musk is actually going to buy Twitter for a much smaller valuation. The number that I got was $20 billion, but that was thrown out, uh, just picked out of a hat for that particular conversation. So I don't really know whether I believe that or not, but I, I believe that is a good can, uh, good theory, and that is um, extremely paul excuse me, extremely plausible and extremely possible. Excuse me. So, in other news, in more political news, Donald Trump Jr. posted on Twitter uh, Joe Biden's gaffe. And what Donald Trump Jr. said is that if you put it on the teleprompter, he will read it. He's Ron Burgundy, but without the charisma, and I think that is the perfect matchup. Joe Biden Jr., or sorry, Joe Biden, and Ron Burgundy. I, I do believe that is one of the greatest comparisons that is possible, but we're going to play the clip for you here. It's a 30-second clip. I'm going to go through it once, just let it play, and then we're going to play it back, and I'm just going to make a couple of commentaries. So here you go. Political. Majority writes, and I quote, Women, I'm just a quote now from the majority. Women are not without electoral or political power. 
It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not and or or political power. So I do agree with what he's saying there for the most part, and we'll play it back, but I do agree with what he's saying. Women do hold most of the power politically solely for the reason that they do vote more, both per capita and in sheer numbers, than men. And quote, repeat the lot. Sorry, I wasn't supposed to read that part. So he, he read off a teleprompter or something he wasn't supposed to, which wouldn't be that horrible, and his gaffes over words in this wouldn't be that horrible if they didn't happen all the time. And it gets really bad. Excuse me, it gets really bad. The way he fumbles over words all the time and just the Freudian slips, they're not good. But we're going to play it back and go over it. Majority rights, and I quote, women, I'm just a quote now from the majority. And so he kind of sped up there. Again, I am nitpicking here, but like, it's bad because it happens all the time. The, the, the majority. It, any normal person. If they didn't do that all the time, that's not a problem. But with him, he's an old, senile man who has dementia. He was never the smartest person to begin with. But it's gotten worse, and he's old. It's just not not really good. I will note there, I do like the way he said power. Don't know why, just power. I do, I do appreciate that. Percentage of women who registered to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. So, the actual point that he was making here was, in fact, correct. And that goes against what I'm sure he believes in with male privilege. I don't know where males have the privilege exactly. That's a, that's a, uh, that could be another episode. But, yeah. There you go. He says, end of quote, repeat the line. You're not supposed to say that part, Joe. Mr. Former Vice President, sir. That's not, you weren't supposed to say that. And then he fumbles over his words. It's just not really a good look for the leader of the free world, the most powerful country in the world right now. Especially because we're in a proxy war with Russia, which... I wholeheartedly disagree with. Now, you can say it's not a proxy war, and you'd be wrong by saying this. We are surprised, excuse me, we are supplying guns to Ukraine. We're supplying money to Ukraine. We are supplying Ukraine with just resources in general to fight the war. But we're, we're not in the war, though. So, Russia, you can't, you can't attack us because we're not actually fighting. No, no. I don't know if you guys are, are huge history buffs. I don't know what you know about uh, Pearl Harbor, but in World War II, this is before America was in the war, we put tariffs and restrictions on a small little country called Japan, but we're not, we weren't involved in World War II, though. We were not fighting, but Japan, what, what were they going to do? They were just going to let us? crush them financially? No. We backed them against the wall and then said, but we're not going to throw a punch. We're just going to stand here menacingly. And so Japan 
had to throw the first punch, and they needed to make it hit hard. And so they went, and they got on their battleships with their planes, and they went over to Pearl Harbor, and they destroyed us for a battle. Now, that got us involved in the war. That was probably their turning point in World War II. I'm sure Germany gave them a nice spanking because of that. But many men, many women, many civilians died because of that. And a lot of money that went into building ships and planes and things of that nature were destroyed on that day because of proxy war. Truly not good. Speaking of Japan, don't know if you heard, but former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe of Japan was assassinated a couple days ago. Now that's really bad because that shows that in other countries things are falling apart as well. And CNN wrote about it, of course, Nectar Gan, and of course they decided to spin it that it was not a big thing for Japan because it didn't happen all that often, but for America, we're, we're really in need of some firearm laws. I don't know how you get to that, but quote from Nectar Gan, who was a mildly attractive middle-aged woman, and just gives you something about her because I truly only know her from her picture. I don't know anything else about her. She says, gun violence is extremely rare in Japan. In 2018, Japan, a country of 125 million people, only reported nine deaths from firearms, the keyword there being reported. That's from a city, or excuse me, that's from a Sydney School of Public Health uh, data compilation um, at the University of Sydney. So I absolutely, wholeheartedly, 100,000 million billion percent believe that to be a lie. Not that that is the data that Sydney got. I, I, I do believe that the University of Sydney didn't lie about their data, but the reported nine deaths? Yeah, there's no way. I don't know if you guys know a lot about Japan. Don't know if you've ever been there. I haven't, but I, I know of this thing called the Yakuza. So I don't know how much you know about the Yakuza, but the Yakuza is a notorious gang. I would put it in the big three of gangs, right? If we're talking uh, tennis, you've got uh, Raf, uh, Nadal, you've got Jokic, you've got Federer, right? And so for gangs, you have the Russian Mafia, the Italian Mafia, and then you have the Japanese Mafia or the Yakuza. And the Yakuza is extremely violent, will not stop because of a little violence in their way. They will 100% shoot somebody, stab somebody, do what needs to be done. So the nine deaths from firearms, yeah. I, I, I'm calling BS Nectar again. I am calling BS. Now Nancy Snow, the, Jap the Japan Director of International Security Industry Council, said the shooting will change Japan, would change Japan, yeah, excuse me, would change Japan forever. Now yeah, I, I would hope so. I mean, the former Prime Minister got shot like, that's, that's one of the biggest political powers you can possibly be, and the person was assassinated. Like, I would hope that that changes Japan just a little bit. So it's not only rare, but it's really culturally unfathomable, she told CNN. Using big words here, unfathomable. I would, I would hope that it's unfathomable. 
Like I would, I would really, really hope so. Because if your prime ministers are getting shot every day or every other day, that, that's really not a good look. The Japanese people can't imagine having a gun culture like we have in the United States. This is a speechless moment. I really feel at a loss for words. Do you, Nancy Snow? Are you at a loss for words? Let me ask you something, Nancy Snow. When's the last time someone in the United States that could be equivalent to a prime minister or former prime minister was shot and killed? Now, one of my favorite political commentators by the name of Mark Levin would call Nancy Snow an ignoramus, and that's exactly what she is. Now, that's not to say there are not assassinations in the United States. There absolutely are. However, they don't happen commonly, that's for sure. And no one since John F. Kennedy had even the remote social standing of a prime minister. Now, obviously, the president probably above what a prime minister would be in Japan. But that's not even close. JFK was shot and killed over 20 years ago. A much more than that. And so there's no correlation between the two. Yeah, he was shot, I don't know why I said 20 years. He was shot in 1963. That's uh, much more than 20. And that's the last time a president of the United States was assassinated. And that's 60. That's 60 years. Which is just crazy. So now Japanese, Japan does have extremely more strict fire, or, excuse me here, fumbling over my words a little bit. I'm turning into Joe Biden, I apologize. Japan does have extremely stricter firearm laws, and yet this happens. Now I do send my thoughts and prayers. I don't pray. I send my thoughts to Japan. Truly horrible when someone is shot and killed. Most people don't deserve that. But even so, to relate it to anything in the United States, just dishonest. Thank you everybody for listening, for tuning in today. My name is Evan Halperin, and I am the host of In Real Life with Evan Halperin. I'm working on getting a website up. I'm working on getting YouTube up. I'm working on getting an Instagram up. I'm working on getting lots of things up. I do have a Twitter so far, however. It's in real life with Evan Halpern. The handle is in real life, and the I in in is a one. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Podcast Index, Listen Notes, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's wonderful to talk to you guys. I'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks so much.